It's Tuesday, the 7th of November, and it's time to get your gaming grin on with the Game Grin Grimcast. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me are Erin. Hello. And Gozo Girls. Gors Gors. Who is a Pokemon. Was I supposed to say my name too? Sure you are, Aaron. You should have just said Gors. <laughs> oh, this this is what what the episode is, people. <laughs> How about we instead of talking about Gors's name, talk about what games we've been playing? Aaron, what have you been playing? I've been playing uh, Sonic Mania. I wasn't expecting to be playing it as much as I have, but it's because I'm not great at older Sonic games or stuff like older Sonic games. But I've actually been having a blast. I I keep not being able to get all of like the blue ball stage things, though. I only have a couple medals. But are you enjoying it, at least? Yeah, honestly. I, I tried playing it like four years ago or so. And I did not have a great time with it. I I couldn't really get past the second level at all. Maybe it was because I was playing as Knuckles and now I'm playing as Tails. I mean, I wanted to play as Knuckles because, you know, unlike Sonic, he doesn't chuckle. But, you know, I guess maybe I'm just better at playing the game with Tails. Who one has to assume does chuckle. I don't think that was really the subject of Knuckles' theme song. I don't think he mentioned Tails in regards to chuckling. Tails like to get his mail? I mean, he has a house. I imagine he at least is used to collecting the mail. Well, that email, you think he uses Thunderbird? No. (laughs) He probably uses AOL. Oh, he's not getting any emails anymore. Well, girls, what have you been playing? I finished Wizard with a Gun. I finally managed to finish Gangs of Sherwood demo, which I couldn't because it kept crashing. I started playing Dust Force, and I played a bunch of RoboCup the last few days. On stream on the Game Green Twitch channel. Oh, yeah. Dang, that's a lot. Well. Usually you come on the pod and say, I've played nothing. I mean, it's not like I spend hours and hours on those games. I play them a bit. Recently, I mostly play games when I'm streaming. I was going to say, it's not like you play for hours and hours and wasn't there like a four-hour game grid stream the other day. Well, I don't count it as <laughs> playing games. Silly Ace, that's not hours and hours. It's just hours. It's two hours plus two hours. <laughs> Dang it, you've got me. So, are you enjoying RoboCop? I I am. I, I think it's a good game. I, I mean, again, I feel like I talked about this at least once before that I... I wouldn't say it's a perfect adaptation because the film isn't like a straight-up action film. It's more than that. And this is an action game with nods to other elements of the film. But it's a good game, I think. It has like minor technical issues, but like it has 
it has a nice flow to it, the game, the gameplay, the combat, and I the main hurdle is uh, traveling when you need to walk around and do side quests, or you want to do the side quests, because RoboCop is so slow. Yeah, it can jog a bit, but... Do you yeah, think you'd prefer playing a, a RoboCop game that's more faithful? Uh, Telltale Robocop. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not sure how I would approach making that. Like, what kind of a game would it be? Just give him roller skates. Sorry, roller blades, because they're cooler. There we go. There we go. Yeah, the thing is that you get the, you get abilities, right, that round out uh, the gameplay. Pretty, pretty good abilities, actually. Like, all, there's not many of them. There's like four, but they all have their specific uses. So you can just unlock their basic version, and it's like, yeah, helps quite a bit to just, you can just use them to get out of specific situations. And yeah, you have an ability to dash, which I. Kind of want to keep calling it rollerblades because of the cartoon. So you can jog and dash. Yeah, it's like you slide forward, kinda. And only while in combat. If your gun is is away, you cannot dash. Yeah, that's that's, that's uh, strange. I'm more used to games saying, "Hey, if you have gun out, you move slower." <laughs> it's a. Uh... It's a useful combat ability, but yeah, when you get to like downtown area, especially where you have you can like you have like side objectives and you can talk to people and get help them with stuff and you can walk around and give parking tickets, then yeah, that would be really fucking useful to be able to use your fucking rollerblades. I'm sorry. I got fucked yeah. up. You gotta catch the cars that are speeding. No, the cars are standing still, but sometimes they they are parked. They are parked right into a telephone pole. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need a parking ticket then. That's dangerous. Yeah, it's fine. But I mean honestly, these days parking is just so difficult to find. I don't super blame them. My favorite side objective so far was a guy is uh, at uh, what's it called? A petrol station. Petrol station. God fucking damn it! Why couldn't I think of that? Uh, yeah, he's standing there just smoking, and you can tell him to go fuck off. And yeah, he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna explode." No, he actually puts out the cigarette and moves. But it was funny to me. He does, like, go and stand behind the petrol station and continue smoking. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that also. But, yeah, if you tell him... I mean, Robocop's in, set in the US, right? Shouldn't that be a gas station? But this podcast is recorded in Britain. Oh, shoot. It's also a sci-fi film. It's fiction. It's science fiction. In the future, everything is Britain. Uh-huh. 
And also there's a character in the in the game that knows a different between a difference between a samurai and a ronin which I found suspicious. Like no one in America knows that. In a cyberpunk world everyone knows that. It's not really not exactly a cyberpunk world. It's like the days of past future. But X-Men yeah, Days of Future Past the the, the comic and or movie? No, cuz it's like it's a movie made in the past about the future and the future doesn't look like the, and the movie doesn't oh. look like the future anymore so <laughs> so like, like how in back to the future part two there's hoverboards and we don't quite have hoverboards yet no it's the opposite they do still use uh 3.4 inch floppy disks yeah there's <laughs> like every single mo- every single monitor is like a box, like a white box. Every single one. There's no flat screens every, anywhere. There are Back to the Future 1 cam recorders everywhere. I mean, shouldn't we? Doesn't that mean that in the future we'll go back to that style? I'm not sure. I was actually question, wondering about that. I don't remember there being a specific year. Uh, like a timestamp in the, no, in the Ro- film. Ro- Robocop is the near future. Mm. Oh, it's timeless. So then, like, late 80s, then. I mean, you can watch it now and see near future. Oh, in a few years, there will, will be Robocop. And monitors will be boxes. And there won't be AI art. Wow. The future. Wait, hold on. What? Why would uh, does does Robocop specifically explicitly say that there are no AI? There's no AI art, or is it just like an absence of it? Just the absence of it, I guess. Then how can you know for sure that AI art isn't canon to the Robocop universe? Because <laughs> AI wouldn't design his suit. To be so janky, or would mm. it? No, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Never mind. Could, I take it all back. It could go either way, actually. Maybe AI did design his uh, suit. Someone go to chat GPT, chat GPT and find out what it would design Robocop suit like. I mean, one of our listeners, not not either of you two. Thank goodness, I have never used ChatGPT. <laughs> Me neither, I use a different one. <laughs> the game that I played about an hour and a half this past week, I'd have played more, but uh, I, I got frustrated. Um, I went back to Neptunia Virtual Stars, because that's the next one on my list of uh, Neptune games that I haven't played yet. Ooh, I, nice. I started playing it in 2021 and uploaded the footage of that to the Game Grim YouTube channel and just never got around to going back to it because, you know, I was trying to play the Neptune games in order. But I I was playing it and I got through chapter one and I entered a level, was running around, collecting things, killing enemies. The enemies respawn after a short time, so killing more enemies. And where do I go? 
keep looking around. No, I activated that switch. Okay, so I'm frustrated. I save, close the game, load up game facts, and no walkthroughs. Okay, that's strange. So I go to the the Steam community to, to look for guides. No guides. Not in English, anyway. So this game has no text walkthroughs. I managed to find a, a YouTube uh, walkthrough and find out I need to just leave the level the same way I came into the level, which is frustrating. But, yeah, that just stood out as weird that there's nothing for this game. It came out in 2021. Goodness gracious, nothing? I guess you're you'll either have to settle for those videos or you'll have to learn another language. That's true. I didn't see if there is a Japanese game facts to see if there was a, a written walkthrough and like Google Translate that or something. Shame on you. But there, there should be walkthroughs. Like someone, sh- someone should have already translated that. Or yeah. as as with our main topic, someone should have fan translated that. Seamless. <laughs> I wanted to wow. Talk, I wanted to talk about uh, fan translations in video games because, well, I'll, I'll explain in a bit. But if you're unfamiliar with the subject and can't pick it up through context, a fan translation is when someone gets a game that was not released in their language and extracts the text files. Uh, and it's, it's more throws it into a fan and it translates. Sorry, continue. And then translates the text either with machine, pro- preferably not machine, translated or um, manually does it and then, uh, you know, smushes the files back together. Or I don't know how it works. <laughs> and then distributes a patch which people can apply to their own versions of the official ROM that they definitely own and didn't just download off of a different website. Yes, indeed. Definitely. It is often a labor of love if I if I hear correctly. And as such often means that if a game is not loved, it will likely not receive a translation for a long time. Yes, this is unfortunately true. Because well, most games that require fan translations because they don't get a English, for instance, release, are text-heavy. Yes, especially like a visual novel or something. Those can have words for days. Uh, occasionally there's been a fan translation that's had a official release. It happened pretty recently with um, Manga Gamer. Where was it? Yeah, uh, F a fairy of a fairy tale of the two uh, was fan translated, and eventually, uh, Manga Gamer, the American game publisher, managed to get that and the other the company's other games um, released. Okay, that's good. The I remember the first fan tra- 
fan-translated game that I played was Pokemon Green. Sorry, Pocket Monsters Green. Because mm-hmm. that was before they decided that they were calling it Pokemon in the West and also releasing it in the West. All of the uh, the Pokemon had short names because like the the direct translations had uh, too many characters for the for however they were doing it. All right. How was uh, beyond the names and stuff? How was everything else in the in that version of the game? Well, there was obviously some sentences that didn't quite make sense, but yeah, it was understandable. I, I knew what was going on from uh, from area to area. And, you know, I have to ask, uh, did you catch them all? No, because uh, th- this was quite early on in my uh, internet piracy days, so when the website said, you must delete this within 24 hours, I made sure to delete it within 24 hours. How, how good of you, how good and honest of you. And, and then download it again the next time I went to play it. Yeah, fair enough. So no, no consecutive 24-hour period did I have a illegal ROM on my computer. Well, on the family computer. Oh, the family computer. What a rebel you were. Remember to delete your browsing browsing history. Every 24 hours. <laughs> Just every time you sit down, really. And that's the official position of GameGrin. Probably. My, my family can't find out that I was looking at groin muscles. My family would be ashamed if they knew that I was reading through the Wikipedia article for the Gamergate harassment campaign. <laughs> I don't know why they would be, but sure. Spoilers for an episode of the Greencast in August. It's called foreshadowing. <laughs> the reason that I wanted to bring up fan translations in the first place is because a new patch dropped for a fan translation that I'd been playing through of the play- PlayStation Portable game, Kirohio Ryu ga Gotoku Shinsho, which is the uh, spin-off Yakuza game on PlayStation Portable, and it had a sequel. Uh, there was also a an 11-episode drama based on it, and, and there's not been a any episode TV drama based on Kiryu's um, adventures. Which, oh. uh, that tells you which is more notable. Yeah, I always found that strange. But yeah, the, the version that, of this game that I had before uh, crashes, you're supposed to follow this person, but if you get too close, the game just locks up. So I, I've tried like a dozen times and each time they either get too far away because I'm being too cautious or I get too close. <laughs> so I, I uh, was excited to see that 
in August this year, they released an update to that uh, to that fan translation. Uh, I figured, ooh, I, I can see if they fix that issue, which they don't actually mention if they have, but I'm also not sure if my save file will work with the new update, to be fair. And so just in case that's not fixed, you wanted to talk about this on the Grincast in lieu of sending them a bug report. Well, the only way I can get in touch with them is via Twitter slash X slash whatever they want to call it. And Ah, yeah, understandable. Have a nice day. (laughs) Yes, that's a whole thing. This is much easier. (laughs) They're more likely to see it. Indeed, indeed. They're not likely to see this, but they are more likely. Exactly. Because the the Grincast is one of the biggest podcasts on the net with a focus on video games uh, made in the UK. Oh, you mean the opposite? Hey, we're, we're on the Apple podcast charts in China, so... Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, they we are. deserve a Wikipedia page. They are making those AI voice models out of us. Oh no! Oh. Allegedly, supposedly. Yeah, that the um, that just goes to prove that people are still to this day on translations of older games. You can um, find new releases of NES games now in English, Japanese exclusive NES games, or. Uh, Game Boy Advance, Dreamcast, Saturn, uh, Turbo Graphics. Everyone is playing Might and Magic on the Turbo Graphics. Not particularly. Well, now you can, if, and you just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I definitely get what you mean there. Uh, uh, I have been a big fan of the Fate franchise for ages, and. I've always wanted to play uh, Fate Extra CCC, an- another PSP game, which is a sequel to the first game in that franchise that I played, Fate Extra. But it's never been released in the US or in EU. But recent, but there's like been an ongoing fan translation campaign that is almost finished. They're just editing everything to make sure that they haven't made any mistakes yet. So I am excited to potentially finally get the chance to play that for the first time. That's very good to hear, because, well, it's it's unlikely that they're going to port that the Switch at this point, are they? Game from 2013 from the PlayStation Portable. I mean, they are remaking the prior one. Who knows? Maybe they'll remake this one too, right after the translation comes out. Uh, Goes, do you have any experience with, uh, well, much experience with fan translations? I feel like I talked about this on a past podcast, but I think the only one I can think of is a fan translation for Sengoku Basara 3. Utage, I think, on the Wii. Uh, And yeah, that's it. That's nice. Probably. And it was like, I think it's mostly menus that are translated because if you use Dolphin emulator, it can dump 
to dump uh, images, textures, and whatnot, and then you can replace them with your own uh, just through the emulator. So they translated the menus like that. That's a novel, um, novel way around it. There are some games which are almost impossible to translate because they'll have two types of text files and one will be well, for, for menus and one will be for the text. The uh, characters talking or the um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, one will be easier to translate or perhaps the other will be impossible to translate because of how they're saved or formatted. or Yes, yeah, it's, it's all... It's always interested me. It's never been an easy thing. That I remember seeing a video someone made um, that, that was basically, uh, this is how easy it is to translate a game. And the start of the video, the video starts, and they go, right, all you need to do is you get your ROM, you put it into this program, you click extract the text, it extracts the text, then you translate it, and then you drag your, your notepad over here and, and replace text and click save, and it's done. No, it's not actually like that. <laughs> well, first off, your program to extract the text might not be compatible with your particular ROM, or it might be out of date already, like no one updated it in years. Well, it'll depend depending on which um, which console it was made for and when it was made and which company it was made by. They all save the, the text in different ways, and older games might um, save it as a sprite sheet, and it'll be it won't be just a straight string of letters. Like half the letter might be on one line, and the other half of the letter might be three lines above that line. The uh, wow. the video did go into specific examples. I just can't remember them at this moment because it was like two years ago I saw this video. I mean, yeah, even without specific examples, that does sound quite complicated. Yeah. So I highly respect anyone who has translated a game, um, even more so if they did it successfully. And if you strive to be a fan translator, don't do it. Do something else. <laughs> like, maybe try translating a book or an anime, which is definitely not going to be, you know, any harder in any way. No, not at all. It'll be leagues easier. Go ahead and do it. Just load up your book in a PDF reader and then click save as English, and, and then you're done. Amazing. Or just ask ChatGPT to steal a book of the internet and translate it. Easy. Easy, peasy, lemon, squeezy. Yeah, that uh, about brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining me, Aaron and Gozagos. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you for listening and subscribing to the Greencast. Your support means a lot. If you want to hear more from us, listen to our anime podcast, The Pals Anime Lounge. And of course, check out our writings on GameGrim.com and our stream on twitch.tv forward slash GameGrim. 
And until next time, game on.